Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the latest edition of The Blend. My name is Steve Benz. I am here in America. Today's guest, you're going to love this. He is the vocalist for the band UB40 featuring Allie Campbell. That is very, very important. His name is Matt Hoy. He's got brand new music out. You're going to love this. Matt, welcome to the show. Good to be here, Steve. Can I just address the, this, the UB40 thing? I'm not the vocalist. I am one of the vocalists with UB40. Not to step on anybody's feet, you understand? Oh, no, no, no. We don't want to do any of that because I have large no. feet. I step on everyone's feet. Always. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> but I'm very well, and it's really good to see you. It's really good to see you, Steve. Now, with new music out, you got yes. two great music, uh, two singles out there. Strong, I love that. Wonderland, climbing the charts very, very quickly. How does that make you feel, putting out music that has been taken and just jumped the charts so quickly? It's, um, it's. I mean, I'm honoured, actually. I mean, the first track, Strong, was uh, something from the heart that I wanted mm-hmm. to put out there that kind of sent a message um, to certain people out there, and they, they've grasped it with both hands. And Wonderland, for me, was... You know, I wanted to pay homage to the old school. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to... The, the, the old Diana Ross and Marvin Gaye US. Oh, yeah. I wanted to get that kind of vibe coming back. And the way people have taken hold of that as well, they kind of... They've heard the same thing, and I'm getting lovely messages from mm-hmm. all over the world about that track. Wow. I You know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed that. I, you know, I watched the videos, and I just got a really good vibe on that. And, and that's why I think it's, it's jumped so quickly. Now, if... Uh, I don't know if I'm stepping on toes again. I get a vibe from you that you almost have this George Michael type feel to your voice. Am I off? Yeah. Am I way off? No, no, not at all. Not at all. George is one of my main influences through the whole of my career. He's okay. um, he's he's my hero basically. So I don't intend to copy him by any means, but I'm sure the the sheer fact that I've listened to him all my life, he influences sure. everything that I do musically, writing and vocally. But that's true of almost every singer. As you as you step up, you always idolize someone. You want to sound like someone. And so that's kind of tough. Yeah. You know, the city I, yeah, I, go, I think so. I mean, it, it wasn't so much I wanted to sound like him. It was I used his, his connotations and his inflections and the way he used to, because the way he told a story mm-hmm. was so amazing. You know, it, um, it really brought home the lyrics, the way he sang. And I just wanted to portray that and do the best I could. So he, for me, was the best person to listen to for that, you know. Now, I'm going to tease you. If you walked around town with a faith jacket and ripped jeans, we've got to see pictures of that, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, somebody just sent me a message literally about 30 minutes before this interview. And he just read uh, the book that Andrew Ridgely had written right. about his time with George Wham. And uh, he said, oh, God, I really missed the times back in the 80s where I used to wear the white T-shirts and the, the chinos. And the, and I was like, well, I kind of missed out on that because I was at school during all of that right. stuff. But hell no. 
Hell no. <laughs> and you look down, you're like, wait a second, I have that on right now. What am I it's doing? It's not happening. So. The hairspray, everything, it's not happening. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of funny who, as we grow up, and are the influences that, that we listen to from 18 to 20 or whatever when we're in school, that goes yeah. with us forever. It never disappears in our life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Which is why I'm so honored to be in the heritage chart and surrounded right. by those people I grew up listening to. You know, like you've just said, you know, sure. Carol Decker's coming on the show soon. And, or, you know, oh, I mean, God, I mean, I looked at the chart the other day and there's so many people like Paul Carrick that I used to listen to. I mean, mm-hmm. Paul Carrick's one of my vocal influences right there. Um, it's, it is a big deal for me that. Well, you know, they're they're all my friends, so maybe I'll just you know do a little duet. Well, yeah, I know, I know you're trying to keep it on the low, that's but you know, I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody. <laughs> no, you don't. So let's go through this this uh, new CD that you have coming out. Is there a release date that I missed the, the release date? Say it again, sorry. Uh, the release date of the new album. Did we already pass the it? The release it... date um, will hopefully be August, the early part of August okay. for the album. I've got one more single coming out on the 25th of June. Okay. Um, which is definitely a summertime anthem. Um, and we're going to big it up then with June. And then the album drops in early August. So, and it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm really proud of this album. So I've really taken the time with my songwriting partner, James, to actually do the songs that we wanted to do, not just from a, a, a subject point of view, mm-hmm. but also the production, the way we wanted it to sound and everything. It's, I'm really, really happy with it. And I'm looking forward to people's, um, what they think about it, what their feelings are towards it. I'm really excited, yeah. Now, as you look in the mirror, do you see yourself as a songwriter or do you see yourself as a vocalist? Um, wow, good question. Um, I think when I was younger, maybe the, the vocalist more because mm-hmm. I was just so passionate about singing, which is why I fell in love with George Michael instantly. Right. Um but then as I discovered more and more about George Michael and his passion for songwriting and production, it was something that I delved into then. So I would say more the songwriter and producer, well, mm-hmm. arranger really, now now that I'm older. I just, I, I love it. I love the whole workings of it, especially if I've got a subject that I'm passionate about. It's, sure. uh, yeah, I love the art. That makes a lot of sense. Now with these two latest singles, Wonderland, certainly the, the most recent one of that, and being the songwriter and the vocalist, and with everything that's going on in the world, how did you possibly produce these two great singles? Well, the, the, as you said, the first one, Strong, was because there was so much going on over the last 15 months, what with the the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, what with the LGBTQ uh, marches and the BLM marches, it was all to do with solidarity, really, mm-hmm. for me. It was the civil rights movement that inspired me to push Strong out there and you know, that we aren't alone. Altogether, we are one. We are one race. We are the human race. You know, we all need to come together. And secondly, for Wonderland, um, I do love a subject to write about. But Wonderland, me and James both agreed that we needed a baby maker on the album. So <laughs> that's where we went with it. That's where we, we had to. And I just thought, what era, what genre would be the best for that kind of music? And we just instantly dropped into, like, the Teddy Pendergrass, the Marvin Gaye. You know, the Sam Cooke, all that kind of stuff yeah. with the Diana Ross. And we're like, yeah, this is the one. This is where we need to be. So we, James just had a little groove that he'd, he'd been working on. I went, that's the one. Give me that. Give me that. And then we right. just kind of worked on it together and brought it out. And this is, that's what you have now. Now, who else played on the album? 
Are, are there other members that you want to mention that are very critical in the production of this new album coming out? Well, obviously, with Wonderland, we have the amazing Desi Delura, who's part mm -hmm. of her group, um, Parlor Social. We have uh, Walter Chancellor, uh, who was a uh, one-time saxophonist for the Amazing Prince. Mm -hmm. um, we have uh, Major Popular, who is on the next release, Positive. He's uh, from my hometown in Birmingham. He's an MC from back in the day when UB40 were big in the 90s. Yep. He was a... He was a great rapper back then, and still now he's kind of honed his art, and we've, he's done some wonderful stuff together. We have. Um, I'm trying to think of all the. You put me on the spot now. Yeah. I'm trying to think of all the people that are involved in it. Well, we've got a wonderful a lot of people involved. Called Mark Walker, who's right. playing on there. He played with Anita Baker and loads of different people. But yeah, it's it's just. Oh God, Patty Patty Lacey, who was backing vocalist with uh, Luther Vandross. She's done. Oh, wow. She was on Strong, wow. actually. She did all the BBs for Strong, and wow. he's in the video. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely honored for the people that have been involved with this album. Now, did these people, and I, I understand that there's a long list, do they influence you as a writer and vice versa? Like when you get in a studio um, with someone? Kind of. Back in, I mean, nobody on the album influenced me. The people that are on the album, um, they kind of enhance okay. what I can already hear. Like um, my manager, Aaron, was, was part of the amazing Grammy Award winning Sounds of Blackness. And he has wow. all these wonderful contacts within the R&B world. Wow. Um, so w when we did um, Strong, I said to him, I need somebody who's got that voice that can portray that kind of old school but new school in the same process. And he went, I've got just the person. He went, well, Patricia Lacey do. She used to be in Sounds of Blackness, and she was on tour with Luce Van Dross with quite a lot of us. Will she do? My God, yes. And she did two tracks with me. She's been amazing, and she's just so cool and awesome to work with. I'm absolutely honoured to be doing the tracks with her, you know. Wow. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Will they do? Is it, What do you think? Is that okay? If Paul Carrick calls, is that okay? Would that be Yeah, okay? God. I, I have a story about Paul Carrick, actually. It's quite embarrassing if you want to hear it. No, you got to say it. Paul is one of the <laughs> one of the gems. I loved him. He is so, he, on top of it, he is so entertaining. So I would have him back anytime. He's amazing. And he's he's friends um, with a friend of mine called Winston Delandre who plays mm -hmm. guitar. But back in the day when I was learning how to sing and learning my craft and doing all the gigs, Paul Carrick was a big influence of mine. Sure. And we went to a place called Ronnie Scott's in the city in Birmingham is the jazz club where Paul was playing. And um, me and my friend had maybe one too many vodkas or Terps and Coke as we used to call them. And at the end of the show, I said to my friend, look, I've, I've got to just even just say hello to him and tell him how I feel about what he's doing for me, the influence he's given me, you know? So he was like, no, no, we can't, we can't do this. It's like, we just cannot do it. And I went, no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going. So I went and I actually walked into his dressing room with a new drink, tripped up a little step and threw it all oh, over him. Oh my! And God. then the security guard just picked me up and walked me back out again. So that was my first introduction to Paul. Oh Cameron. my God, that is actually pretty funny. So I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. text him after this after this interview. Oh God, yeah. yeah, you won't remember it, but God, I I remember it like yesterday. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, he's got new music out too, so I could actually hear your two voices together. I mean, if nothing else, I can hear that in my head already. That. Thank you. That's an honor. That's an honor. He's he, he's such an amazing mm -hmm. singer, and he's like another one like George Michael. Whatever he sings, you can hear the words in his voice. He, he means those words. And sure. Yeah. God, amazing, amazing guy. 
Now, with your recent success, are pe- do people recognize you as you go out and about or as you start to get closer to touring as the doors of UK and America start to open up? I think the thing, yeah, I do get recognized while I'm in. But the thing is, I think people are more respectful nowadays because back in the day, you never had social media. So now I think everybody, whether they do this mic on the job or not, it's it's a lot closer and people think they're closer to you anyway. So they don't feel the need to run up and tap you on the shoulder and can I have a photo? Can I do this or that? But um, I tend to find people quite respectful when they meet me in the street. It doesn't happen all the time. You know, and I do wear the cap and the glasses a lot. And so happy days. But I don't mind. I love it. You know, I'm, I'd be foolish to do this job if I was bothered by people coming up and asking for a photo. You know, sure. It, it is it is something that just kind of happens. Even people that walk up to me, I think it's kind of weird. But OK, I'm OK to take a picture with with just yeah. about anyone. And, and social media certainly made a big difference. Now, are you comfortable with social media? Is it you or do you have a machine that? that pretty much takes care and machine meaning company people that I have, I have both. I have both my management and everything. Aaron, um, they look after it. Diane, who's uh, my PR who works closely with Aaron, that they all look after it. Um, I do some myself as well. Well, I do a lot of it myself because sure. I enjoy it, especially the Facebook stuff. Cause it's like a community. It is. When this all started, um, last year, my page kind of transformed into a community of people just talking and getting each other through the situation. So I've tried to keep that going. Um, obviously, it's it's dropped a little now because the pressure is not on so much now. Mm-hmm. But um, at the time, it was a real big um, eye opener, and it helped a lot of people. I got so many messages thanking me for you know keeping the chain of conversation open, and people if they wanted to ask something. There was like thousands of people there that could ask that question mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. and get an answer straight away. It was wonderful. I think celebrities and musicians like yourself, I, I, I think the time away, now you got a chance to see how important you are to people and how community is is so important to all of us. It, 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 it really is. is. It really is. And I also think that I, t- I took music for granted as well. I, the, the fact that I've done this for so long and it was just like my day-to-day routine, um, either going away with the UB40 boys or doing my own thing, it was something that was my job. I never really truly appreciated it. And now, not being able to do those wonderful things that we do, um, oh, God, I really miss it. I really do miss it. And I can't wait for it to get come back. Yeah, it's an interesting comment that, that we take it for granted. You know, I had to move my studios and everything else because we all couldn't be in one place. We had to take care of each other. And, and I think yeah. that's very important. Now, maybe the world has changed that we're willing to take care of one another versus I'm only going to take care of what's inside the four walls in my home and not worry. I would, about li- I would like to think so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um, I, I did a, I wrote a song a couple of years ago called Happy, and it was all to do with the mental health of people. And, you know, being happy is such a, a precious commodity it but it doesn't cost anything you know and it's it, we need to be happy all this life that's going on and around us now it just really distracts from what's the true meaning of your life you know which is just talking and being together and being happy right now i've always been one to say you don't have to love everybody around you that's almost impossible to love thy neighbor and all that it's just um <laughs> Not so much. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm definitely not one of those. Just accept people around you for who they are. Why are you so worried about what everyone else is doing? It's like, no, just accept who they are and just move on. Life would be a lot easier. Perfect. 
Don't you think it would just well, be easier? Like I accept who you, who you are, you accept who I am, and we could actually be in the same space at the same time. That's okay. Absolutely, for real. I mean, there's. I think the whole world is built upon opinions, mm -hmm. and if you don't have an opinion, then I think you're a bit strange because. You, do you know what I'm saying? And yes, yes. Yeah, but they are your opinions. And just because you have a different one to me doesn't mean to say I'm going to fall out with you over it. That's right. where discussion comes into it. And we can discuss and we can sometimes we can change people's minds sure. or they can change my mind through discussion. But I, I tend to find on social media a lot that people are quite willing to attack you for your opinion sometimes. And I just think, well, really? Yes. Bye bye. And There's it, no point. And they wouldn't know? do that in front of you. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The, well, the keyboard warriors. Yeah. No, they wouldn't do it. In front right, of I'm going to unfollow you, Matt. Oh, I don't like what you just said. I don't like that lyric in that song. I but am, it's the I'm, embarrassing thing is when they see something in the future that they really want to get involved with, and they have to start asking you to right. be friends with them again. Right. <laughs> That's the best thing. Isn't that the truth? You, know, you left me two years ago and now you're back. What's different? I haven't yes, changed. Yeah. My songs exactly. haven't changed. You know, who I look doesn't change. Who I am as a person hasn't changed. So hopefully... As I say to all, what I said in the 80s, don't take that against me. I've been doing this a long time. It's I've grown. I'm a different person. Here I am in 2021. And hopefully I've grown on who I am and what I've been educated on, what I hear, and my views have changed. Don't take what I said years ago as, as the truth forever. Well, I think that's just life itself. That's the whole journey of life. Like you asked me before, what do I prefer, singing or songwriting? Sure. I think if if it was the other way around, my songs would be crap now because my life <laughs> has given me the experience to write the stuff I do now. Back when I was young, I hadn't had any experience. So let's just concentrate on learning how to get the experiences out at a later point, you know. Yeah, the one thing you don't want to do is putting out crap music, man. You're going to be like, oh, man, that's crap. I can't put yeah. that out. Yeah, no, that's not a good move. Not oh, no, good no, move. that's, ooh, that, not that lyric. Can't have that lyric at this point. <laughs> But that's another thing I will say. I don't agree with people that swear in songs. I just don't yeah. understand it. Yeah, that just, does... It's always been a bugbear of mine. Just, you know, why do they need, feel the need to swear in songs? It's just for shock. I it, don't get it. It's just like the comedians that I know. Like, you could swear 45 minutes and people would be laughing. I say, take that word out. And are you just as entertaining? Yes or no? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. But it is just a word at the end of the day. You know, as Billy Connolly said, that, that the F word is one of the most fabulous words in the world. And it <laughs> applies to any genre or situation or, you know, it you does. could be anywhere and it apply. You know, so, you know, we can't, I can't dismiss it too much. Yeah. And people get so offended about nothing. I just, it's just a word. Well, yes. Move on. Exactly. Move on. Exactly. I say you <laughs> just on. have offended ears. It's how you hear it, and it's it's what your belief system is is what makes it annoying or not. But if I just say a uh, word, it's like, no, that's on you. That's not on me. It's just how I feel, and let's move on. So, I agree. I agree. It's a it's a better world. You and I together. It's now a better world for all of this, right? Well, it's a more positive world. That's I think all so. I can say. Too. Yeah, a little bit of positivity goes a long way. Just. Just a little bit, like bite your tongue and just let it go. You'll be surprised. Well, it's funny you should say that because my next single is called Positive. So we've just led into that so beautifully. There we go. I don't know how we did it. Just you and I, just it's, telepathy of some sort. You oh, put it goodness. out there, Steve. You put it out there. So <laughs> that's when it happens. So when does that track come out? Since I could that comes out on the 25th of June. Oh. And it's featuring the amazing Major Popular. Oh. Um, and I can't wait for people to hear it. It's a real summer banger, dance banger, barbecues. You know, there we go. There you go. That's that's what it is. Now, it, this is nothing complicated about it. It's just there. 
Now, are we going to see you dancing in the video? Is it going to be that bad? Tell me now. I don't think the world is ready for that, Steve. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> I can only dance one way. That's side to side, or like George Michael, and that's not happening. Trust me. Going to have to stand in in the video. So have yeah, someone else. Dance I'll superimpose my head on somebody who can really dance well. Oh my god, that is actually pretty funny, and that should be in the video. I know it won't be, but still. No, I just sit in the corner and look sultry and just give the, you know, the, the, the rock star smolder. You know. <laughs> There's a reason why I sit in a dark studio every day, so no one can see me either. So, oh, my God, that is just too funny. Oh, my goodness, Matt. You're a lot of fun to be with. We need to talk oh, more you. often. I'm telling you, we need to talk more often. So We do. We do. Everybody needs to talk more often. You know, everybody needs to get stuff out in the open and, you know, yeah, it's easier. just chill out. Yeah, just get it out there and just see what happens, what sticks, whatever. Now, I did notice uh, the one thing about, I, I want to know about influences. Where you grew up in Birmingham yeah. and Ellie Campbell's influence on you and your your story writing. That's essentially what <laughs> lyrics are. They're about stories, aren't they? Yeah. Um, no, Ellie wasn't an influence when I was young. No, it was. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I tell you, it was, it was people like Michael Jackson and Prince and Sting and Seal. Um, okay. Uh, Alexander O'Neill, Jamin Lewis, um, Janet Jackson, all the guys, Teddy Riley from, you know, the 90s R&B. Those were my stable influences when I was young. Obviously, George Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, Ali was, it, it was, the Birmingham thing was, she had a fluke because we're both from Birmingham, obviously. Really? Um, okay. The reggae uh, introduction came 10 years ago when I, I was asked to, to be backing vocalist for him on tour because he'd left the original lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, and he needed a male backing vocalist. So from then on, I'd never really listened to reggae at all. I knew who Bob Marley was, and I knew who UB40 was, and that was it. So I've kind of had an indoctrination into reggae music. It was I was indoctrinated into it. It was it was a, it was like a, another language that I was learning this music, and it was absolutely fabulous. Um, so it became my second most popular and favorite music. Mm-hmm. So to combine the two with the R and B, which is what I've tried to do, um, I've been really enjoying the blend of the two mixing it together. So I can thank Ali for that because it, it really is truly like, a, like I say, another language that I've learned the yes. reggae music. It is. It's always, I, I would think working with obviously one of the great vocalists out there, you know, Ali, yeah. it certainly oh, is, God, is a yeah. rock star. Well, absolutely. And singing Red Red Wine um, in front of 15 to 20,000 people and seeing their reaction to it, mm-hmm. that never gets old, you know, the, especially when you know it's coming and he just twangs the guitar for the chord and then <laughs> sings that first line and you just see the whole place erupt. It never gets old. You'd think it would, but it never gets old. Hey, it's kind of like Sting when he plays the first uh, three notes of Roxanne. The place just goes berserk. Absolutely, all fragile. Yeah, just you know, right. I mean, you have songs like that that they they recognize. That's gotta just put a chill through you. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Well, that's what music is about, isn't it? It's about. I mean, that's what got me into music in the first place. It was that haunting. Um, it was like a drug. You know, I got addicted to it. I had to have to keep listening to it. And certain artists had certain songs that they kept producing. Mm-hmm. Such class music. Mm-hmm. Seal was another artist like that back in the day. Um, still is to some respect. Um, but yeah, it was, it's just that magic that, and, the, and then going to watch them live and trying to peek beyond the curtains and see if you can see anything while everything and all the people coming in and the whole vibe of the show before it started. And then the lights turning off and going mm-hmm. pitch black and, 
Uh, it, it, it was all just magic for me. So I, I don't think I could have done anything else anyway. It was, it was written in the stars. Yep. So you're born to do this, essentially. Uh, I, I would like to think so. Yeah, I would like to think so. I don't think I could possibly do anything now other than drive a taxi cab or something. <laughs> You'd be an Uber driver in Birmingham. There you go. <laughs> you know, sure. Yeah. Sure. You know, you look like that guy. That guy. I just don't know, you know. Yeah, the guy that will be with you in two and a half minutes. That's me, yeah. Right. Oh, my goodness. Just a couple more questions as we get to the end of this interview. Okay. Was there pressure for this release? Do you feel any sense of pressure? You had the first um, happy. What with Touch? Was the CD called Touch? Was The, it the first album was Touch, yeah, right. and the first release was Happy, yeah. Okay. Now, um, was that was what, 2019 or was that 2018? I don't recall. No, 2019 that okay. was, yeah. So with um, the success of that, was there pressure for this album? No. I mean, the thing is, there was less pressure, actually, because oh. the first one was, I had so many people sending me messages because I was on the road with Ali and UB40, okay. mm-hmm. um, saying, well, we love your voice as well. When are you going to do something so we can listen to your solo stuff? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, no, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. But it got to a point where I was just getting a message every day. Well, you know, what what are you doing? Have you got any music out there? Can I listen to your stuff? So I just wrote an album and that was it and just put it out there. But the response was ridiculous. So because I never really concentrated on it, I just wanted to get music out there. Mm-hmm. This album mm-hmm. for me was I, I really took the time to do what I wanted to do and the, put the songs out that represented me as a, an artist and a, a songwriter. And I'm over the moon with it. It's exactly what I wanted it to be. It's exactly mm-hmm. what I want to say. It's where I am at the moment. Uh, the people I've worked with, I'm absolutely blessed and honoured to work with because they have been some of my heroes. Because that was the thing growing up and listening to music. It was looking at the credits and seeing who did the backing vocals, who right. played the saxophone. It was all that. So to get those kind of guys on the on my stuff now is just mind-blowing, wow. absolutely mind-blowing. Um so I'm really happy with it, and I, I can't wait pe- for people to listen to it. I'm really, um, I would listen to it myself, put it that way. There you go. And sometimes it's hard to listen to yourself. Like, I can't listen to my recording. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be able to listen to this interview. It'll be months before I actually listen to it. It's just who I am, because I just. Well, I think you've got a beautiful voice. Oh, stop. You know, I'll, I'll gladly edit this for you if you want. Stop. You know, I just want to be in videos. <laughs> Just put me in the back. Just put me in the back. Just like just. What was that? What was that saying they used to say back? He's got a great face for radio. Right. You can't say it anymore. Right. Yeah. Now people can see me, and that scares me. Yeah. So that scares me. So what's on track? As the world starts to open up, do you have dates all set? And where would people go to follow you? We don't have dates set as such. We were looking at doing some um, state. uh, about two or three dates in the US, uh, October, November, Fantastic. around Chicago, Minneapolis, around that way. Nothing's confirmed as yet. Sure. Um, but they can find me on all the social media. It's just Matt Hoy official, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Fantastic. Uh, and my new website is coming out soon, but I don't have the um, the address for it as yet because it's being rebuilt. It's all going to be Got brand it. new when the album comes out. Got it. Um, but yeah, I'm there. All the albums out there. Well, the tracks are out there. Amazon, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. They're all. It's all out there at the moment. And go to the Heritage Chart and go vote for his singles. And with you mentioning Absolutely. Chicago, when you come to town, you and I will get together. We'll do a live interview. What do you think? Perfect. That sounds great, and I really look forward to that, Steve. 
Matt, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on. Great success, great new album. Everybody go listen and download his music. Bless you. Thank you, Steve. It's been an honor. Thank you for having me, buddy. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.